The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Mark Amtower of Amtower and Company, which is entirely responsible for its content. This is Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Every week, author, speaker, consultant Mark Amtower gives you his take on what's going on in the world of federal marketing. Now, your host, Mark Amtower. Welcome to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. My guest today comes to see me here once a year to talk about 930Gov, Mike Smoyer. But we're not just going to talk about 930Gov. We're going to talk about a lot of things around events, picking events, where to network, why to network, why to use events. So, Mike, welcome back, man. Thank you, Mark. It's uh, great to see you again here in the summer of 2019. There you go. Tell people about DGI and what you do. Digital Government Institute, we've been around 21 years. Uh, We're a live event company that focuses on government technology. Uh, We focus on certain technologies, uh, which are specialty, on e-discovery records management, enterprise architecture, cybersecurity, cloud, and then data knowledge and information management, which pretty much encompasses a lot of the challenges the public sector has. Mm -hmm. Uh, We created 930Gov. uh, We're now in our seventh year, so seven years ago. And the idea was to uh, bring together the government IT community in Q4 uh, to do two things. One, discuss what's happened this year, you know, what's new, what worked, and also to look ahead at uh, what the next fiscal year Uh, plans. And uh, we put the content together by putting educational advisory committees that are just made up of government content management experts. Mm -hmm. And last year, we verified uh, 1,250 attendees. And uh, the show's a month out. And uh, things are going really well. Uh, It's been a really nice addition to uh, what we do at DGI, uh, because we also do uh, training, uh, our longest-running training has been our FISMA training, mm-hmm. and uh, we do a ton of uh, digital things, uh, a lot of which are webinars, and uh, we're working on uh, a new service that's going to combine uh, video and using some of the social media tools out there to assist some of our clients uh, get their thought leadership uh, in front of the right people at the right time. Cool. Um, so 930 goes in its seventh year, but I want to back up even further. Uh, 14 years ago, I wrote Government Marketing Best Practices, and there's a whole chapter in there on events, selecting the right trade shows, boutique events, publication events, agency events, tabletops that suit your niche. Um, so even back then, and uh, I, I was on the board of Fossey back when you worked there in, in the early 90s. But even then, I told a lot of the people who contacted me that, you know, exhibiting at Fosse wasn't necessarily the best use of your money because it was not inexpensive, even back when we had margins. So well, that would depend. Uh, you know, when you look at, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer, um, you know, maybe one of the big changes that that has occurred over the past 30 years um, there was a time and place where the big horizontal show served a lot of purposes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, in both <laughs> government and and the commercial marketplace, as someone that you know has attended Comdex, PC Expo, Interop, NetWorld, MacWorld, uh, to include Fosse, you know Fosse was an event 
where it was, yes, expensive, but if you amateurize what you spend and the amount of government people coming, it made sense back in the day. But back then, a lot of the marketers had similar objectives, you know, yeah. with branding and so forth. But what's happened, and I think it's been a trend in technology, uh, the big horizontal technology show has had its challenges both in the government channel and the non-government channel. And that's because people selling cybersecurity solutions want a room full, room defined as a conference room full and or a trade show floor full of people that in some way, shape, or form are involved either as an influencer or a decision maker and have interest in cybersecurity. Which brings me to 930Gov. My prediction was, and this is based on all the educational advisory committees uh, we've had over the years, one trend that started happening, and I can't pin the year, was quite a lot of the committees, be it on e-discovery, they'd be talking about, I just wish I could get all the stakeholders in my agency to discuss this. We'd go to enterprise architecture, and in that educational advisory committee, someone would go, I just wish we could get all the stakeholders and so when we were thinking, you know, do we do two records management events a year? Do we do two cyber events a year? Uh, and with my experience here in the channel, we came up with, hey, let's create an event that isn't tied to a new name for something, uh, but it's tied to something that happens every year uh, in government IT, regardless of an administration or regardless of a new CIO. And we came up with 930Gov, and that represents September 30th. Um, and yes, there, there's benefits to doing it to capture year-end sales. I know you're a huge advocate of that. Everyone talks about it. All the GWACs talk about it. All the service providers talk about it. Um, that is one of the reasons we put it together. But it's also a perfect time on our event schedule to put all these swim lanes together so someone that's interested, say, in customer experience can come because there's a full day of content on customer experience. But if they want, they could sneak out and go hear something on data and information management, records management, cybersecurity, or modernization, and still get a full day of customer experience. And right. then you have those vendors out on the exhibit floor uh, because quite a lot of our clients do not just offer cybersecurity or have a modernization solution or have a cloud solution. Uh, the integration of a lot of these things are happening, uh, and that's why, you know, back to a lot of our government uh, supporters, I wish I could get everyone in the same room. We believe that same room can be 930 gov. And teams can come and hear something about customer experience. A team can come to how are we going to permanently store uh, government records electronically by the end of 2019. Uh, they can come and sit in in a session and hear Lawrence Brewer uh, talk about, actually, he's going to be talking about how M-12-18 has been superseded by a new policy um, that ONB and NARA just announced about 30 days ago. So there's going to be some, I wouldn't call it breaking news, but No, but you a can lot get some in-depth analysis on it. So. Correct. Same like Ron Ross is kicking off our cyber at 930Gov, and he's <clears throat> sharing all the new 
changes to all the special publications. I've been getting a lot of emails from NIST the last week or so on the changes. So. Yeah, and they've, they've actually, uh, that agency's done a phenomenal job embracing social media and, and doing their own events over up at and NIST HQ there in Gaithersburg. Mm-hmm. And they have wonderful people uh, and staff there that are very generous with their time to come share with the community. And Ron was kind enough to come and uh, share all this important information because cyber He's a semi-regular anyway. I believe he was there last year as well, he and Gorley. He is. He's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Mike and I shall return right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here with Mike Smoyer. You can find Mike at digitalgovernment.com. You can find the event at 930-930-gov.com, and you can find Mike on LinkedIn. Mike Smoyer, S-M-O-Y-E-R, um, in case you can't spell, or in case it's, well, I don't know if it's that easy <laughs> to figure out anyway, but um, I want to go back to uh, to my first book for, for a little bit here. So back, uh, you know, and this is uh, 15 years ago, this book was born of a seminar that I started in the uh, late 90s uh, of the same name, Government Marketing Best Practices. So I did it about... Uh, 50 or 60 times uh, around the country. Um, but the I always had questions in the chapters and the checklist. So uh, questions you should ask before deciding on an event. What's the potential ROI? So uh, how does one factor this? That's for? a great question um, <laughs> because I can only answer that depending on the reason why they're considering a live event opportunity. So I, I'll start off by entering, you know, answering that by my question back would be, well, what are your goals or objectives? Exactly. And have goals. And some don't. Um, but that's where I start the conversation because sometimes and in some instances, um, exhibiting might not be the best investment for that company at that time based on their goal of goals or objectives. So I'll just start. What are you trying to accomplish? You know, because there's a whole issue. Is it branding? Is it you offering a new solution and you want to get it out in the marketplace? Or is it you're trying to get in, you know, side of DOD agencies, intel agencies, civilian agencies, all three at the same time? Um, And so, you know, that's where it'll start. Uh, And then once you can start identifying that, like, Let's just say a recent conversation I had was with a marketing manager in charge of civilian agency. So I can share with that person how many people are pre-registered from that broad audience and from what agencies. So then they could see are those agencies they're doing business with, are those agencies they're not doing business with, are those agencies they'd like to do business with. And we can start from there. And then I ask a very simple question because you can't answer an ROI question without knowing, well, what level of commitment are they wanting to put forth? Um, So, you know, just to use 930Gov as an example, a 10 by 10 booth is $3,995. Which isn't much in the scheme of things in events here. No. And so for $3,995, 
you know, and there's some a little additional cost there. But for under $5,000, you can come. It's a one-day event. You could set up in the morning. We tear down at 2 o'clock so you don't have any overtime or anything. It's a very easy to do. Matter of fact, all the things we do at DGI are one day. Uh, a little tagline. We, we don't promote it, but we use interna- internally. Get in, get out, get what you need. Um, so you can do uh, an investment of $5,000. So when you're getting into ROI, I'll then ask a question. Well, you know, I can go, hey, the average amount of leads last year on the 930 gov floor was 35. Uh, and that's scan data of people coming to the booth. Now, some people do a, a whole bunch and have three, four times that, mm-hmm. sometimes five to ten times that. And some people don't do anything uh, and just show up and let the people walking up and down the aisles randomly decide what booths they're going to go to. Uh, so I can use statistics and then go, you know, if, you know, I always use this, if five potential or, or five government decision makers stopped into your booth and engaged in a conversation and you had some level of qualification with them, is that worth a $5,000 investment? Uh, because then the real question then becomes, well, what else are you going to do with that $5,000? So you could do nothing and save $5,000, or you could spend that $5,000 on the myriad of opportunities, both live and digital here in town, or you can invest it in 930Gov. Now, I think 930Gov is a table pounder, but I'm obviously a little biased as the president of Digital Government Institute. But over the course of my 30 years here in D.C. doing live events, I'm very <clears throat> confident most organizations, and most being nine out of 10 plus can easily get ROI out of doing a one day event here in town. And it's the most productive use of your time. Yeah. The, the you know, I'm not going to go through all of the questions that I, that I have in the book. Um, but, but there, there are two that are important. One that's not here that I've been using a lot uh, uh, ever since I wrote this. I'm surprised it's not here. But the, uh, the the pedigree of the producer of the event. So I got a call a week ago uh, from an event producer that I consider peripheral to the market, and they're doing a an event in town. They wanted my advice on promoting. I said, uh, you know, I'm going to pass. Um, you know, because uh, first and foremost, they they do events around the world. So I, I know they're they're capable of putting on an event. But they're an occasional visitor here. But while, while I was talking to this person on the phone, I looked them up on LinkedIn. We, we shared zero. They're a third degree to me. We share zero connections. Okay. If you're in this market and we don't share at least 50 connections, you are not in this market. Okay. I looked up some other people in their organization and, you know, the most I could run across from anybody there was about 12 or 14. So they're not wired into this community. So I'm not going to spend my time advising them on ways to get people to spend money unintelligently. So the pedigree. Yes. Well, I, I, Dig- digital I'm government's big, been around. I, I'm a big supporter of that. Uh, you know, and, and to, to do it to events uh, – I think you should always be very cautious about first-year events and uh, unless they're being produced by someone that has a pedigree here in town and you can do a background check 
on that individual. And there's quite a lot of uh, good service providers here. I'm using the term service providers for my right. competitors because DJI, we're a service. We provide a service to right. the community. Uh, and, you know, I used this statistics a few years ago on your show, but uh, just uh, I think it was the topic was cloud computing just a few years ago. There were 17 cloud events in D.C. from Labor Day to the second week in November. Uh, a few years ago, we keep what we call a competitive event calendar internally. Yeah. And this is just a listing of all the events <clears throat> we as DGI think are providing something substantially similar to what we do. And by reputable uh, firms here in town that I define as reputable. Uh, I used to work at Federal Computer Week, great organization. Uh, they have many names since I've worked there. And I also work for National Trade Productions that produced the Fosse Show. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of good media companies in here that do events. Uh, Federal News Network does mm-hmm. webinars and uh, different things. Uh, there's some agencies out there that do events. Uh, and just with those that I've identified as competitors – and then using the events we do, I think there were 320 events inside the Beltway that year that were either directly related or secondarily related to what we did. And if you break down uh, a calendar year, there's 221 business days. Throw out Monday and Fridays because of the alternative work schedules of a lot of people in the public sector. Alternative work schedules meaning you know you can – add a half hour every two weeks and get the Friday off. Um, so you're looking at Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, over the course of 12 months, throw out your normal vacations. Uh, and that's a lot of events here in town. So when one, even if it's an international producer that does good events, <clears throat> come to town and are promising an audience of a lot of government attendees, that tends, it's easy to claim a lot of government people come but as someone that's been doing this for you know and delivering audiences it's not that easy to do it ain't a slam dunk you know especially if you're using list rentals uh, which a lot of them tend to do and there's a lot of providers out there that say we can give you all the cios citios deputy cios and then you look at you know back to the five thousand dollars uh see what you can do on a one-time push list rental to a list that they're selling to everyone in the channel of what you can buy for $5,000. That's why I say investing in 930 govs a table pounder. Uh, so, yeah, I, I say it's definitely a buyer beware, and I always tell people stick to the organizations that have been around town a lot. Uh, and, and, you know, I have said, them, you know, call Mark Tower and ask him uh, because – you know, one thing you're known for in the channel, Mark, is giving candid advice. Yeah, and you know, especially I, actionable advice. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's one on one, it's not actionable. But um, we got to take a break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, uh, part of the Federal News Network, and we shall be back right after this. When we need help, we turn to government. When government needs help, they turn to Federal News Network. For news on the federal pay raise. To learn how other agencies handle IT modernization. To see how Congress funds my agency. For changes to my TRICARE benefits. Federal News Network. Helping feds meet their mission. 
Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Uh, I'm here with Mike Smoyer. We're talking about events. We're talking specifically about 930Gov, but also, uh, you know, what criteria do you, do you need for events? And one of my pet peeves is is uh, after you sign up to exhibit somewhere or sponsor something, training the people that are going to go. Because, Mike, you know, we we see this at every event regardless of what it is, you know, people playing with their cell phone, talking to their booth mate, uh, generally ignoring the traffic, not engaging. Um, so uh, something as simple as, as training your booth personnel. How difficult would this be? Uh, I don't think it's difficult at all. Um, you know, I, I, I do find it surprising we're still talking about this. You know, that was a big issue back in 1989, yep. and it continues to be a, a, a big issue. But, you know, back to ROI, uh, you know, when someone invests in, in our event, we want to do our best. You know, we view it, review it as our responsibility to help make our clients succeed. So we do send out, you know, a one-page, you know, here's some best practices or, you know, here's what's going to happen at the event and how to maximize your investment. Uh, I'd say, on the whole, the majority uh, of the companies are very well trained. I'd say the reason I hesitate in saying everybody is it becomes a lot of our clients today are so busy with enacting their strategic plan and they're involved in so many different things. They don't have the size staff that they had in the past, so they could have three or four events uh, in one week. And sometimes, you know, the person that knows how to pull everything together might be in a different city. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, hand it off to someone, uh, in some instances, the night before to a salesperson. And that salesperson doesn't know that much about the event. And that's where the problems occur. Um, and, you know, the miscommunication. And we go to great lengths to uh, try to prevent that. But uh, back to ROI, the best way to make sure you achieve your predetermined ROI objectives is to make sure the people you're sending have a really good grasp of what's happening that day. Um, and what I mean by that, one of the simple things, uh, especially, you know, this town has a lot of one-day events now. That that tends to be the norm. But a lot of these, like the the other events we do, besides 930 Gov or one day, and we do them in the pavilion suite in the Reagan building Mm -hmm. where an attendee comes up and you're in the same room. The attendee picks up a badge, walks by our sponsors, and then there's a conference room right there. It's full disclosure. But sending one person to the event uh, isn't necessarily the best positioning for you to achieve the most success. You should send two because you could put one person in the conference room, which is why most of the government people are coming. And have that person sit down and, and you know, network and open lines of communication, not immediately go into the sales pitch. I know you, you've been a huge advocate of that. Uh, I have a thing called resume reputation relationships. It's the three R's here in town. Mm-hmm. And if you're missing one of those R's, <clears throat> your chances of success radically diminish uh, with relationships being one of the, the keys. I know, you know, uh, getting speakers – uh, and government officials to come speak. A lot of it is based on your reputation. How long you've been on town ta- in town? Can I trust you if I come and speak there? Uh, is it reputable? 
um, that takes years. And sometimes it takes paying forward, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah. The, the, the relationship factor can't be overstated, uh, particularly for those reasons. I remember an event, particularly uh, post uh, 9-11, where uh, this one company, Equity International, I will name them, uh, purported to have you know all of these people coming to speak at this event. And I noticed a couple of names of people that I knew pretty well. So I called and said, are you really speaking at this? And their, their answer across the board is, what event? You know, they had never heard of it, and it wasn't one of these things where they're listed and it says invited. It says they were coming, uh, and they didn't even know about the event. So you, you got to be careful about the the scam people. But the you know when when uh, you know let's let's back up. You know, Ron Ross is going to be speaking at nine thirty go for probably four out of seven times now. Um, Ron doesn't go everywhere. Period. Um, you know, Bob Gorley spoke there last year. I don't know if Bob's speaking there this year. So, um, you know, it's, you know, top name on uh, the contractor side of the market in cyber, former CTO of DIA. Um, now his, his own, you know, has his own company. So th- those things are important. But the other thing that bothers me about, uh, and, and I'm not talking about 930 Gov here, but across the board, um, when companies sign up for these things, their their promotion capability that they're going to be at this particular event seems to drop off. So if I'm speaking somewhere um, or participating in an event in any way, shape, or form, I, I promote the hell out of it, um, period. And, and it would be – you know, if you're an account-based marketer, if you have three named accounts – and you know you're going to be the point person or one of two point people at 930 Gov or whatever event, and you're not telling your customers to come down and see you for a few minutes and bring a few of their friends with them because 930 Gov is free for feds, um, you know, shoot yourself. I could do a whole show on that, Mark. (laughs) Um, Well, what we do, um, we have – uh, Allison and Jess on my team develop, you know, depending on the level of uh, involvement they're having at the show. If they're just exhibiting, we'll put together a predetermined email saying, hey, come visit us on the exhibit floor that is very easy to forward. Right. And if they have someone speaking, we put that in with links. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the, the, the best opportunities to succeed is, you know, bang the drums you know, back to how many events are in the channel, I, I do know, uh, you know, especially for the bigger players in the marketplace, they're so actively engaged. A lot of the, the people in sales and business development are pretty much almost every week asked to send something out to their clients because there's a webinar, there's a panel, or right. they're doing their own corporate event, or it's another event they're doing. You know, so these database get just as pounded as databases at yeah. one eleven oh five right. or, or DGI, yeah. but I, I do believe you know on select prospects. If you are doing a live event and you have a solution set up in a neutral environment, which DGI is, this is a multi-sponsored event. It's not just one company and their ecosystem sponsoring it. It's a safe environment to put your solutions out there and invite someone to come down and look at it because it's very hard to pin down in this channel 
because the buying cycle, depending on what solution is, can be quite long, that anytime you have an opportunity to have an, an engaging conversation about helping a government official solve a problem is, to me, incredibly beneficial and worthwhile. And uh, to not to take advantage of, you know, sending it to everyone might not be, but to the 20 customers you might want to try to close because you're tied into the end of the government's fiscal year and there's an event six weeks before the end of the government fiscal year yep. that's free <clears throat> and they can just take the metro down. Uh, we just did a promotion today to our database and, you know, talking about back to our internal get in, get out, get what you need is, hey, come down and just see one of the keynotes. Come down and grab a coffee and walk the exhibit floor. You know, come down and see one of the closing keynotes and attend our networking reception. Yeah. Because one of the things, too, it's, it's not just important for the vendor community to network with government. I think it's equally as important for government uh, decision makers, regardless of the level, is to engage with the community as well. Where is it, it going to be this year? It's at the Washington Convention Center ballroom level. Okay. So on easy, August twentieth, easy, easy metro ride, and from eight eight to four. There uh, eight some to, of the sessions start at eight fifteen. Yeah, you know we we don't have a uniform open. Uh, this is five. I'll call them five competing conference tracks, and I tell speakers uh, it's the same. You know, Ron has some uh, pretty formidable people he's going up against, but. You know, having done this, we have specific, we call them communities on our website and people that are very enthusiastic about knowledge and information, data management, very enthusiastic about customer experience. Um, So, yeah, uh, you can come down, you know, because this isn't a FOSSI. This is not a Comdex. Uh, You know, we'll have 70 to 80 exhibitors out there. And, you know, you can come and walk that exhibit floor very effectively in an hour or two. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's set up and to ca- do And that. catch a keynote. And catch a keynote. And yes. catch a keynote. So we're going to take our final break. You're listening to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Mike and I shall return and wrap up right after this. Welcome back to Amtower Off Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. I'm Mark Amtower. I'm here with Mike Smoyer. Again, you can find Mike at digitalgovernment.com. You can find the event at 930gov.com, 930gov.com. You can also find Mike on LinkedIn, and I suggest you do so. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's new. And this, you know, I've presented at your show, I think, the last five years. Um, So this will be six. Um, I I don't think I spoke the first year. did I? I think you did. Okay. So, so seven for seven. Sixth year. Now we're yeah. doing lucky seven. There you go. Cool. Um, um, and 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 I I enjoy the show. I, I've you know weird thing. I get business from the show, and it's primarily Govies. Okay. And I'm a marketing <laughs> consultant. Well, most of the people that come are uh, yeah. our, our government. You know, our, yeah. our audience is probably sixty to 70% government. Yep. I think the first three years you were talking about uh, GWACs. We, we had the GWAC related. panel. Yeah. But last year we, we did a professional development session. Right. Uh, but it was also targeted to government about how to improve your LinkedIn profile. Yep. And I think we did it in the records management room, and I don't know if a soul left. And you followed a really, really good speaker from uh, New York uh, that worked in the financial industry. 
Um, and yeah, it was a, a great addition. Yeah, uh, and, and and it was fun. So, but but this year we have a whole. You have a whole marketing uh, uh, program. So, run run through that quickly here, and let's let's parse it. Yeah, so. well, one of the, the the theme we assign if you look at our promotion is where IT comes together, uh, and you know when you look at the conference programs we have, we think we we get a good the broad audience of government people with that, but we did not have a program for the sales marketing and. Uh, BD people uh, in the channel, which is just as important as government marketers and the vendors selling them because they're part of that. So um, I started this idea a year or so ago, and you know we talked about it, Mark, and and I think a lot of it came after the success of your LinkedIn session. Is I'm I wanted to do a federal marketing program, and so I went to what I believe are some of the 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 best. Uh, vendors here in the channel, and in full disclosure, some of them are compete with DGI mm-hmm. on some of the mm-hmm. products we offer. Sure. But they're people back to relationships. They're people I've known in this marketplace uh, on a minimum, I'd say twenty years, or I've known their organizations longer. So uh, when you look at the program, uh, we have uh, a good friend of mine and also a former coworker. Uh, Doug Muscuri with GovLoop talking oh, about yes. the expected impact of GDPR mm-hmm. and uh, the California Consumer Primacy Act. But it's going to be tailored to how that might impact service providers like DGI and our sponsors and what information we can and can't share. Right. Uh, Doug and I think that's very important. I have Sage Communications is going to be doing uh, a 45-minute session on account-based marketing which I think is one of the key tenets back to ROI, is really zeroing in your messaging on those agencies that need your solution. Uh, and then I partner with Market Connections. Aaron Heffern's going to be doing a session when everyone sounds the same, differentiating to win the federal marketplace. And then our closing session, uh, I've known Luann Brossman for many years, and she runs GovMarkU, and I encourage everyone out there if you have time to register for her annual event called Gain, but she's doing uh, end of the year uh, marketing—is it hype or fiction, yeah. um, or is it real? And she has a panel of ex CIOs uh, talking about that. And then we have, uh, which I think is equally as important as these other ones. But you know, overall, what we've been discussing today on your program, Mark, is you're going to be talking about building a GovCon subject matter expert platform and uh, you know back to people working the booth and everything you know the tighter you have uh, messaging on what you do and having the elevator pitch ready and being able to say it quickly uh, be it on your show mm-hmm. or in a white paper in a webinar on a panel uh, that's very important so uh, yeah I think yeah. you could share a little bit about what you're going to share, I think. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I love the way it's cued because Sage is doing the ABM, the account-based marketing, the agency-based marketing. Then Aaron's going to talk about differentiation. And both of these lead up to building that SME platform, especially for the smaller and mid-sized firms. You're not selling to the entire government. You're usually focusing on specific programs with specific agencies. So the ABM ties in, the differentiation ties in because 
you know, there's still a half million companies registered on SAM to do business with the government, safely say that 80 percent of them aren't making any money. So you still have 100,000 companies competing for the dollars of those, you know, radically smaller number actually makes real money. Um, so how, how do you do this? Well, the research from hinge marketing, from uh, digital marketing or uh, uh, market connections, and the recent study, the leading brand study from Government Executive Magazine, all point to the fact that thought leadership, subject matter expertise, plays a huge role in getting the attention of the right people. And if you're not leveraging that properly, uh, you know, you can call yourself a SME, you can call yourself a thought leader. That doesn't mean anything. You've got to demonstrate it in ways that are palpable with the audience. And this is something, you know, I'll be doing a, a session for AFSIA, uh literally uh, a day after we do, do this recording. Um, and it, it'll be a webcast for them and hopefully it'll be archived on, on the site. I'll encourage them to do that. But um, I've been speaking a lot about that and writing a lot about that over the last couple of years. And it even shows up back in government marketing best practices, that whole uh, concept of differentiation and leveraging content to narrow your focus down to to like like the five stovepipes that, that you have for your conference, right? Well, w- w- one of the things – and I, I had a, a wonderful meeting yesterday, uh, uh, early – morning meeting and uh, the person asked me, you know, what's new? What, what are you offering new? And, you know, I, I always then revert to what I'm hearing from government clients because I have no stake in the game. I don't sell anything to government uh, myself. Uh, we bring the buyers and sellers together under strong content. But one thing I can tell you, and this is a table pounder, and it ties into what we're talking about and what we're addressing here at the Federal Marketing Program. And, and this will tie into a lot of vendors' websites. You know, if I see someone sponsoring a competitor's event, but I not, might not be that familiar with them, I go to their website. And as I said, I've done this for 30 years, and I sit here, and I cannot tell you where they're a subject matter expert. It's just, you know, we're a general IT service company. We can do everything. Uh, but one thing government people over the years tell me, I don't care how big you are. I don't care all the different things you can do. Tell me about what problem you solve and solve it on stage. That to me is a subject matter expert platform. Yep. Yep. And I'll use records management as an example. You know, government people have M-12-18. They had to electronically store emails by 2016. They had to permanently store permanent records electronically so if you're going to come talk at RM at 930 Gov, talk about, you know, yes, get up on stage, establish your credibility, and then go right into solving the problem. I'll use, and this is the analogy I used yesterday, one of the greatest things that happened to the internet is YouTube. Because if you wanted to fix something prior to the internet, you had to get a manual. And I know if you get like a household, like anyone owns a house, if you have to rewire and you're looking at a manual – But my gosh, YouTube, you can put in exactly what you want to do and somebody will establish their credibility and then goes right into solving the problem. And you can watch them do it so the wires are the same. (laughs) Exactly. I I love fly fishing and I use YouTube all the time, how to tie a certain fly and the person establishes credibility and then shows you how to do it. 
And that's what government people tell DGI they want to hear when a vendor's talking. So uh, advice out there to the community, and we're going to be addressing it in a, a detailed format with some of the best experts here in town. Um, if you have an opportunity to speak to people or even in your booth, find out what problem they're having and show them you know how to solve it. Everything else is important in some cases, but mm-hmm. that'll get them to ask you to come in and help because they all don't need to know about the government's fiscal year, politics, budgets, lack of staff. Yep. They all have a list of problems that they're confronted with every day. And if you can help them solve it, you become a hero. Yep. Yep. So uh, just just to, to clarify one point, there is a, a, a track here uh, specifically for sales, marketing, and BD people, and that's the federal marketing program at 930Gov. There is a small stipend to go uh, to get that. It's you, the key you're, being you're small. not a govy. I'm sorry. <laughs> the key being small. Yeah, yeah I mean – it, it that, includes, you know, a continental breakfast and a lunch. Yeah. It, I'll just say it's $50, $50. But, you know, to have the opportunity to hear an expert at GovLoop, Sage Marketing, Market Connections, uh, Luann and what she does with her gain event every year at GovMarkU, uh, and uh, a, a friend of mine and someone I respect, Mark Amtower, about de- developing a subject matter expert platform I think, you know, back to ROI, it's a table pounder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that's a heck of a lineup, folks. Um, so, Michael, um, final thought. Final thought is uh, for anyone listening out there, we'd love to see you on Tuesday, August 20th at uh, 930Gov or visit digitalgovernment.com. Uh, we have our cyber event uh, November 14th. Uh, the focus this year is women on cyber. And then our annual cloud oh, event cool. is in December. So um, thank you, Mark. Thank you for the opportunity, and I look forward to seeing you in 2020. Hey, this is uh, – it's always fun to have you here, Michael. Um, this is not my day job. I advise companies on all aspects of marketing to the government. Uh, um, and I have two programs. One, uh, oddly enough, is a six-month program for usually solopreneurs on building that subject matter expert platform this is something I've been doing myself for 35 years, building this platform that I now have. I also have a year-long program for advising small businesses, small as defined by the SBA. So you don't have to have a set-aside designation as long as you're considered small by SEA, uh, by the SBA. And uh, I'd love to talk to you about either of those. So if you're interested, drop me a line at mark at federaldirect.net. And thank you for listening to Amtower Off-Center. You've been listening to Amtower Off-Center on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Tune in Mondays at noon or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One. There's a better way to drive traffic to your e-commerce store. Harness the power of AdRoll Dynamic Display Ads. Promote your products with interactive ads or showcase your best offers with an in-ad video. Not only is it easy for customers, you save money too. 
Dynamic display ads lower cost per conversion by 50% compared to static ads. See the difference. Visit adroll.com to get started today.